0: Welcome to the Counter Narrative Podcast, a show designed to change the way we talk and think about education. By sharing stories of successes and triumphs, we aim to challenge the dominant narrative that often negatively portrays our disenfranchised populations. I'm your host, Charles Williams, an educator for 15 years, a current school principal in Chicago, and an educational consultant. Let's get started. This episode is a pause to ponder segment. These bi-weekly sessions will allow me to share with you my personal thoughts and reflections on a wide spectrum of topics as they relate to education. It is my hope that you will be able to take something from these segments and apply it in a meaningful way as you continue to do amazing work. Remember, while we all have different roles, we all have a single job, educating our students. Approximately six months ago, the educational system changed drastically as a pandemic forced schools across the country and around the world to close. At first, we thought it would be temporary and implemented provisional measures to fill what we imagined would be a short-term disruption. We scrambled to get devices out to our students and to develop digital classrooms, but for the most part, we relied on traditional practices such as packets and synchronous learning through lectures. As days turned into weeks, however, and the end of the school year grew closer, we once again shifted our approach and made some daring adjustments. Districts canceled end-of-year assessments and even suspended school measuring metrics. The emphasis on grading was eased and teachers instead focused on ensuring that the social and emotional needs of their students were being met. And learning, though technically optional in many places, did not stop. It was during this time that there was an explosion of innovation from educators, no longer hindered by the idea of meeting specific metrics or even benchmarks. Teachers were encouraged to step outside of their comfort zones and try new practices and implement new approaches. We began to explore the true capacities of technology and not simply digitizing traditional methods. Across so many educational spaces, there rang out a chorus of voices that this was a revolution. An educational reawakening. The fervor was contagious. Workshops and books were developed seemingly overnight. Inboxes were flooded with invitations to panels and discussions, sharing best practices. I'll admit, I too was hooked. Long have we discussed the need for change in education. And to be honest, this felt like the moment we had been waiting for. But then, well, it's kind of like being in a wave pool at a water park. There's that rush of adrenaline where you hear the whoosh and and you know the wave is coming. The excitement when you see the water swell and begin to rush towards you. The entertaining chaos when it consumes you and drags you along. But then... You stand up and it's over. That that, that large wave, the one that caused so much commotion, is over just as quickly as it started. True, there are some smaller waves, some that have the power to tug at you. But for the most part, it's over. And now all you can do is wade through the water, waiting for the next one. What happened? What happened to the energy and the excitement? What happened to the full-blown dedication to revamping education? During these past few weeks, I've struggled with this. It seems like once generally accepted and even lauded transformational ideologies have become blasphemous. That where there once stood a host of educators joined together by a common goal is now only sparsely populated. And then I came across an image. You've probably seen variations of this, but bear with me for just a moment. Uh, Imagine, if you will, a four-panel comic. In each panel, there exists a tree filled with apples, flanked by two young people. In the first panel, the tree is bent slightly to the left, and one of the young people is able to catch a falling apple, while the other young person is left empty-handed. This panel is labeled inequality. In the next, both young men have ladders so that they do not need to wait for an apple to fall and instead can pick from the tree. However, since the tree is leaning to the left, the young person there is able to reach the apples, whereas the young person on the right, despite having the same ladder, is unable to do so. This panel is labeled equality. The next panel is similar, only now the young person on the right of the tree has a much taller ladder and is thus now able to reach the apples, just as the other young person is able to do. This panel is labeled equity. In the final panel, both young people have the same size ladders, so that they can reach the apples in the tree. This time, however, the tree has been modified. It has added support so that it is standing upright and equally accessible to both young people. This panel is labeled justice. Now, I don't think I need you, need me to explain the metaphor because because this concept, it's not new to any of us. And while it was intended to address issues around diversity, equity, and inclusion, the same principle applies if we expect to revolutionize education, if we expect to make meaningful and lasting change, we cannot settle on superficial approaches of of adopting and adapting technology. We, We cannot settle for hashtag worthy taglines like grace over grades. No, instead we need to change the system itself. I'm lucky enough to work in a district that has already announced that we will not be implementing our end-of-year assessments and that our school rating policy has not only been suspended, but will be revamped to reflect our current situation. But even so, my teachers struggle with the idea of their students not mastering prescribed quarterly grade-level standards despite missing an entire quarter of learning the previous year and the limitations of remote learning. They they struggle with moving away from traditional grading policies despite knowing that they are truly not reflecting student understanding. Why? Because they're accustomed to operating within a system that, while preaching differences in cognitive development, think Piaget, it continues to implement standardized assessment tools aligned with grade-level benchmarks. It's a system that scoffs at teaching to the test, yet rewards or punishes schools, students, and educators based on those very same scores. What if we considered some of the approaches of educational institutions around the world? Consider Sweden, where grades do not become a part of a child's schooling until the sixth grade. Prior to that, students receive individualized learning plans. Sounds familiar, right? That that allow them to focus on identified areas of need. Even then, when, when grades are implemented, they are mastery based. Or consider Finland, where students are not expected to take standardized high stakes tests until they graduate from high school. And that is only if they plan to continue their studies at the college level. Instead, they rely on ongoing formative assessments for nothing more than to guide instructional practice. I'm not going to sit here and continue with all of these different comparisons, but the truth is that there exists a number of countries that have vastly different approaches to education than our current system, and yet consistently outperform students from the United States in nearly every academic metric. I know that admitting that our current system is flawed. I know that it's difficult, and that revamping it will be even more challenging. But we must ask ourselves, what will happen if we don't? What will happen if we continue misconstruing equality for equity, or even achievement for opportunity? What will happen if we continue implementing tools that reward the short-term pursuit of facts? while ignoring deep dives into knowledge? What will happen if we continue ignoring the changing world around us? See, I don't know about you, but I don't want to just wait around, waiting for another wave. Until next time. I want to thank you for listening to the Counter Narrative Podcast if you like what you're hearing please be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform you can also follow the show on Twitter at the CN podcast and the host at underscore CW consulting take care